on the first ever episode of Battlefield. Watch Fred and Anki battle it out against Western perception of Indians and India. Hey! <laughs> oh God. God, I wish I was a guy sometimes. That would have sounded way cooler if I was a teen. Yeah, because we don't have like that naturally deep, deep voice. Okay, so Anki, I'm going to walk you through a situation kind of vibe, okay? Yes. I want you to close your eyes. Okay. Okay? You're on a stage. Okay. A theater stage, right? Curtains yes. up, spotlights on, and in walks this horn-helmeted thug. He grabs you, rips your heart out, and offers it to Makali. Oh, God. He's now our villain. Of course. Yes. Right? <laughs> now imagine this being one of the first huge representations of India after Gandhi, uh, Ben Kingsley's Gandhi oh in the God. West. This thug, Aram, of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, uh, he's played by Amrish Puri, no less. He set the stage for Indian characters for years to come, right? Yeah. Even during the filming of the movie, uh, when the Indian government Indian people, they like started protesting, saying, bro, what the hell? Like, <laughs> super offensive and completely in- inaccurate, and none of us actually do this. Bro, like, who eats monkey brains? Not us. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the writing team, sorry, the production team, the film's production team, instead of cho- choosing to, you know, like, understand and like you know fix the issues or even like ditch production overall because honestly what the hell Mm -hmm. they simply packed their bags and moved production to Sri Lanka like that that was their solution to this (laughs) that exactly that yeah very unsurprising though but at the same time I guess like we should like count our blessings because at least they cast an Indian actor and like Amrish Puri at that before like I mean before that it was just like a just like brown face you know like yeah, like Peter casual. Sellers, yeah, which is casual, yeah. Like Peter Sellers' brown face and his like lampoonish antics in the party and the millionaires, you know. And uh, <clears throat> what's her name? What that and that woman? Uh, uh, Shirley McLean. McLean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In Around the World in Eighty Days, bro. This this is exactly why we're stuck being stereotyped as unhygienic, poor, arranged marriage savages. Yeah. Uh, this whole we should count our blessings and misrepresentation is no better than no representation mentality yeah. this this is the reason that's so like, depressing uh, that mentality <laughs> yeah and I mean like all of our like the stereotypes it's all it's all the same everywhere you know like Indians don't speak good English and we have a weird accent and we're all curry eating gassy weirdos and we're all like you know mystical and yoga doing and deity worshipping and we all live in poverty and we crawl through literal shit to see celebrities like Amitabh Bachchan. <laughs> Slumdog millionaire. <laughs> when, and and no. somehow we're always like so proud also of like, you know, just, you know, at any point if they even like, you know, mention the word India in like a Western film or, you know, they actually like, oh my God, like they came to our land and shot on our soil. That's such a thing to be so proud of. And we just ignore like the rest of it because we're just so happy that, you know, at least we're getting represented. Honestly, like take uh, Abu, what's his name from The Simpsons? Anki pronounced his last name challenge. Oh God, Nahasa. So we have the we we have his name in the in our notes, like written down. And honestly, I can't do it. So Anki, you are. <laughs> I can't do it either. Um, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Nahasa, Nahasa, 
Pima Petalan. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it. And I am a Tamgram, and I've seen like very, very long names like in my own family. Like my grandfather's name is Muthukrishnan and Venkata Subramaniam, and like I, I can't pronounce this name after being able to pronounce that one. So this is like it's just horrible. Oh, <laughs> like honestly, Abu walked uh, with his tacky accent, unpronounceable last name, and slick back oiled hair. Let's not forget the fact that he literally runs a convenience store. Oh, yeah, so original. <laughs> Such a different thing for an Indian in America to do. <laughs> America, UK, bro, take DDLJ. Honestly, he also. Runs <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, I Amrish forgot about that. Amrish Puri on. Oh yeah. <laughs> boy, I swear to God, I say, man, RIP, sir. You are missed. Um, <laughs> but it's sad, you know. It's sad because going back to Indiana Jones, I love Indiana Jones so much, dude. Even as a kid, like so much so that I wanted to be an archaeologist so badly for so long. Shout out Sanskriti, she knows what's up. <laughs> I, I must have seen Temple of Doom about a million times as a child. But it wasn't until I became like a teenager, thirteen, fourteen-ish, that I actually realized to the Western eye, to Indiana, to Harrison Ford. I was one of those savages that they showed in that film, though. And like, even though they know that's not true, that's the stereotype there. It's not even a stereotype, honestly. But like, that's the image they're like perpetuating, right? They're, yeah. They, that's what we are to them. And let me tell you, Anki, dramatic as it is, because you <laughs> call me out on this, it broke my damned heart. Oh, that's damn sad and also very dramatic. <laughs> That being said, uh, we're going to start off with a movie that Fred made me watch. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. From the bottom <laughs> of my heart, I am. Yeah, and it's it's seen as the benchmark of like amazing Indian representation, representation done really well. And it was a film that was applauded by audiences and critics all over the world, even including India. Very surprisingly, at the time that it came out. Now, of course, people are you know realizing that it's not what it is. But at that point, it was applauded, and it was nominated for ten Oscars, and it won eight of those Oscars. And oh which is like amazing, you know, like even for like today or for any point in time, winning eight Oscars yeah, is insane. One film. Yeah, and the movie, of course, is Slumdog Millionaire, which we've already, you know, talked about a little bit. And um, Freddie, you owe me a huge apology for making me watch I'm this movie. Sorry. Okay, listen, hang on. So here's the deal, right? I watched this film when it first came out. Oh, uh, in Hindi, no less. We watched Slumdog Karodpati. Oh and, God. Uh, <laughs> dude, the thing is, I'm so traumatized from that till day. I remember the entire film. I was a child. How old was I? Hang on, I'm going to quickly Google this. Uh, Slum. It was came out in 2009 or eight. 2008, 2008. I was huh. six years old, and I still remember this film, the entirety of this film. Danny Boyle's crew, you. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> go on, go on. Yep. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I do apologize. Yes, you should also. And anyway, like I took multiple breaks. It was maybe around a couple of hours long, but I, I took like four or five hours to finish watching it because I was getting pissed off with like every scene. Progressively more and more pissed off. I had to take breaks so that I didn't like break my laptop screen. And um, you know, like it, it disgusted me to like my core. Okay, because um, first of all, you look at the title of the movie, 
it's called slumdog millionaire they're literally calling him a slumdog and it's so derogatory to call someone a slumdog like why why name the movie that like maybe people are using that word and maybe people are calling people from the slums that but you don't have to make it seem like that's normal and make it seem like it's okay to call someone that like that's not all right and then one of the first scenes of the movie when he goes back to you know i think the question was something like who was uh, oh i just realized i didn't actually you know give the summary of the movie basically the movie is a rags to riches story of this guy from uh, the slums in uh, in in mumbai and uh, it, like the story is that he goes to like this one of those you know those shows which are like kon uh, banega karodpati like western version which is who wants to be a millionaire and uh, basically he gets like almost every answer right and they start you know suspecting you know like a boy from the slums how does he know the answer to every question and they think he might be mm-hmm. cheating and they basically mm-hmm. rewatch like the or everything that's happened so far on the on the show and every question and he goes back to a certain point in his childhood and to traumatic experiences that he has experienced in in his life in poverty uh, through which he knows the answers to all these questions so i think one of the first questions they asked was uh who was the um actor in zanjeer or something who was the who played the the character in zanjeer and uh, oh, okay. he goes back to uh like this uh this point in his childhood where he was where amitabh bachchan like you know whatever comes in his helicopter over those slums or something and he's locked inside like a bathroom in that scene and uh, he's you know the bathrooms in the slums are not like regular bathrooms they there's like a hole and they like basically they do their stuff like in through the hole in the whatever and it falls onto the ground and all that it's pretty you know it's pretty gross but that's the way it is and uh, because he's locked inside the bathroom and because he knows that amitabh bachchan's there and like that's like his hero and everything he falls into the hole and crawls through the the shit and the all that stuff just to see amitabh bachchan and it's like why why do you need to show that like wh- what are you getting out of it like what's it telling you and it just perpetuates oh, that this indians are poor and indians would do anything to um, yeah. see big rich people That's exactly it. and it also perpetuates this idea that people in who live, who live in poverty are unclean and disgusting and it's just it's it's so harmful to the way they're perceived all over the world it's it's really it's really really bad and uh, you know a whole bunch of these scenes which are completely you know just it's just poverty porn at the end of the day it's just what western audiences want to see oh and there was this horrible like really un- thing that irritated me so much so this is like this part where they're like conning people in the taj mahal to earn money and uh, mm-hmm. this like they pretend to be tour guides and they're stealing people's shoes and everything and uh, this mm-hmm. one security guy from the taj mahal he chases them and this uh, the main character jamal he is uh whatever he saved by these white people who you know you know say that oh my god you should never treat someone like that and they give him like a 100 dollar bill you know just to, and again it's like this whole white savior thing that that's incorporated into the, into this movie oh again oh god of course it is of course it is so yeah. white people then then help us save all yeah as poor brown black <laughs> <laughs> yep and i could talk about this forever but let's move on to another horrible representation oh my turn it's my turn this time it's my turn to apologize <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, I don't I won't go so far to say that because honestly I didn't bother watching the whole thing. <laughs> uh, and we're talking about White Tiger. Mm. It came out this year, didn't it? Jan this year, yes. <laughs> oh my god. What was the reason? <laughs> What was the reason? 
I couldn't get past the first uh, first half hour, dude. I literally <laughs> couldn't watch. And honestly, okay, here's the deal, right? I Anki and I started watching Slumdog and uh, White Tiger uh, at the same time, okay? And Anki's Anki's braving through Slumdog. Okay? <laughs> first half hour, and I'm out. I <laughs> and I'm like, bro, I'm done. Like, I cannot go on. I tried after that. I stared at the static screen for a while after that. <laughs> couldn't muster up the courage to do it because honestly let let let's walk you through this uh, the movie opens with these five things in order i swear to you this is exactly how it goes if you haven't seen it already and if you have honestly you probably remember this gandhi statue first shot gandhi statue the only thing white people know about india <laughs> <laughs> gandhi gandhi uh, uh, the second thing is uh, driver on the wrong side of the road number 3 is cow cow number number 4 is poor people on the side of the road and uh, this is the middle of the night bench, by the way yeah 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 middle of the night the honestly like pop up because they sat on the side of the road in delhi winter and yeah. uh, um, and then number 5 a mention of the millions of gods that we have in india yeah uh, to be exact i think he says 36 million and 4 uh four being uh, from other religions apart from hinduism <laughs> uh and uh, you know who wrote this book uh, the book that inspired the film a goddamn adiga <laughs> you know, why did i say it like that adiga that's what i meant to say uh honestly oh yikes if you know yes i'm going to have a field day taking that audio out <laughs> <laughs> it's fine But actually yeah, there's honestly, not too much disturbance this this adiga by the way uh, australian indian australian man mm. screw you nris you are a part of this problem <laughs> go on then yep since i didn't watch i don't have much insight after this so <laughs> i think you're going to have to take this one again yeah so i think there was this article which uh, where they basically asked people who've actually experienced poverty again this is again another like you know small like really like um, you know poor guy from the village comes to the city to make it big he's employed by this really wealthy political family and it's basically like you know the differences that he sees over there and how he struggles to fit in in the big city and like all that basically that's the uh, basic mm-hmm. theme of this entire movie and um, mm-hmm. he keeps making all these analogies and everything and one of the main analogies that he makes is that poor people in india are like uh, chickens in a rooster coop okay Basically they, the <laughs> the roosters in the rooster coop so the chickens in the rooster coop they see what's happening to the other chicken like you know like it's like a whatever like a up down kind of thing you see the ones on the top are picked out and slaughtered and every all the other like chickens they see what's happening but they don't try to escape don't, yeah. they don't uh, you know make a big deal out of it they don't like flap every i mean that's what he's saying i don't even know if this is actually how it is but that's the analogy that he makes and he says that poor people in india are like that they are uh they just don't they see that other they see other poor people getting you know oppressed and everything and they themselves are getting oppressed and they see bad things happening to other people but they don't do anything to break out of the system and uh in an article which spoke to you know people who have actually experienced poverty um how they feel about the movie one of them says that this um you know this this theme and this analogy is really 
offensive and insulting and it because it dehumanizes the poor people and it basically exactly. implies it's basically yeah they're calling them chicken brains yeah exactly and they're basically saying that anyone who's born in born poor or born in poverty is basically subservient and like servile and they will never try anything and they will never do anything basically and it's like he, at one point you know spoiler alert at one point he um he he kills his employer to get money and to escape and you know make it big and he never feels any remorse about it because it it basically lets him you know sort of like transcend this whole cycle of poverty and uh the person that they spoke to she felt like it was a really dangerous message and it's something that like you know sort of detracts from like the years of like untiring effort that people have put in to sort of improve the lives of these people it just gives them it shows them like the wrong way out and it makes it seem like this is what they should be doing and uh, oh oh also my biggest problem with this movie was that it made it look like caste and class in india is exactly oh the same thing god. oh god oh god oh god it's like i think what he says is about this all day yeah I think the exact line he uses is that today there are only two castes in India men with big bellies and men with small bellies and that's not how it is there is there are so many issues it's like a systemic problem you can't just like say that caste and class are the same thing and club them together and yeah mm-hmm. so that's basically why this movie is horrible and again we can talk about this forever but let's move on <laughs> bro yeah oh, what's next what's next oh apu apu from the simpsons let's go back to him for this time yes um Let's talk about the way he speaks and uh, behaves. He uses what people uh, so like Anki and I have researched for this podcast. Okay, so like <laughs> little credit, please. <laughs> but but basically, he uses what people have called patanking. Okay, the whole thank you, come again thing. Mm, yeah, and like on um, so there was this documentary uh, made on uh, it was uh, this thing. It was broadcast by this uh, American channel called True TV, and it's called the Problem with Apu, right? Uh, there's this woman, uh, Sarah, uh, is, what? Sakina <laughs> Jaffe. She describes uh, patanking as being asked to speak in a broad Indian accent with broad general acting, right? Basically, doing the Indian head nod and speaking like this. Like name one person you've heard uh, ever seen or heard do that. And I haven't. Know. I have not. Exactly. What Indian? Never ever. Uh, honestly, the only example I can think of is Trevor Noah. <laughs> like <laughs> in his specials and stuff, when he does an Indian uh, character, he does oh, that. Oh gosh. But th- exactly, this is it, right? Um, Sakina continues. So. Patanking is going into a room and having to do that exact thing in front of people like a monkey. This is a recurring theme we're seeing by here, by the way. Indians and monkeys. <laughs> like we do have a lot of monkeys. Or just in people. general, comparing Indians to like a bunch of animals and birds and all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyhow, this documentary that I'm talking about, uh, the problem with Apu, it's made by this Indian-American comic called Hari Kondabolu. Okay, and uh, he went on to Trevor Noah, uh, Trevor Noah's show, hmm. uh, and uh, Trevor was like, uh, he asked him why brown people are offended by Apu when uh, the Simpsons make fun of everybody, right? Homer, for example, is a poorly educated white man in America, like he's a beer drinking, pot bellied man. Huh. Yes, he doesn't know this from that, and basically, what Condabolo said uh, made a lot of sense, and I'm going to quote him here when I say. 
because there is a lot of different white characters but we just had a convenience store guy voiced by a white guy with brown paint and that's just it that's the problem with apu and uh, it's either this or you go back to indiana jones and the only rep- other representation we've had is uh, monkey brain eaters so it's either uh, <laughs> convenience store guy or monkey brain eaters yeah uh, and then going back to even another horrendous example is uh, raj from the big bang theory and raj uh, raj, raj. <laughs> like what is it with americans and pronouncing the j in indian names with like a j it's not french it's Bro, like you no have in language no indian language that i can think of has the letter j yeah it's a like french letter exactly <laughs> like why like you have your georges and your jacks why why is it so hard for you to say raj raj <laughs> raj <laughs> yeah raj. and also like first of all his name is rajesh kutrapalli and uh, i have never heard anyone like you know short in rajesh to raj in india i haven't heard that maybe it happens i have never seen that happening and uh, yeah okay great <laughs> let's just say like okay maybe it happens but i don't know we'll cut them some slack on that bit okay his last name is kutrapalli which is a south indian last name but he is from new delhi which fine again we can excuse maybe they migrated whatever mm-hmm. he's in the us now okay and the way he talks about india is just it's it's so upsetting okay because it's like you know the problem that people i have with like these american shows is they feel like it's okay for them to be racist if it's coming from um a, a person of color's mouth yeah, you yeah, know yeah. like whether it's whether you whether it's someone who's like you know southeast asian or whether it's a south asian character or whether it's a black character it, they feel like it's all right when it's coming from that person's mouth when they're the ones mm-hmm. saying it when it's not okay like so much of raj is like you know com- uh, like whatever his 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 comedy it's all based on uh you know how his india is yeah and how india is like so like poor and you know he uses that like he says oh i'm i'm such a like a sad boy from like a third world country like he uses that as a way to like pick up women or as a way to you know not get fired from his jobs or you know like a whole bunch of these situations where he uses that as an excuse to um you know like to get out of situations and to get ahead and it's it's just so horrible because he's he's not from a place of poverty in india like it's mentioned several times on the show that his parents are gynecologists and they're doing really well but again like even in that thing they have like um you know like i think at one point that one his friend the friend of his what's his name howard i think his name is he says something like your parents are gynecologists you live in a palace with a hundred servants and it's like like no even rich people in india don't necessarily have to live in palaces with 100 servants oh like you know even even the rich stereotype is like have, yeah it's like a, you know like you live like kings <laughs> so you like basically we can never win even if they portray us as rich it's like this if they portray us as poor it's like like it's two extremes okay um not all representations are horrible so let's come to like let's stop being so negative and let's like you know like calm ourselves down in the process and let's talk about some of the good representations good is a bit far uh, yeah. we'll go with half decent, decent half decent representation cuz <laughs> yeah. i mean let's be let's be fair every single representation has stereotypes and every single representation is not completely accurate but at least some of them are not like you know portraying us as like yeah fair 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 yeah. oh by the way uh, before we start that i'm so sorry but i need to add this part in freaking what's that show with seema uh, that arranged marriage show thing on netflix Um, oh um the um 
Indian yeah, matchmaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> I have oh not. I have not god. watched that. I okay, didn't so let I myself seen, watch it. I have seen. I I watched one episode. Honestly, what? And also, <laughs> uh, white people on Twitter went ham over that shit, bro. And I'm like, no, that's not how it works. So like Netflix, stop making us look like idiots. Thanks. Yes. Uh, but yeah, okay. They probably won't. Just the good, same. <laughs> but going back to the decent. Going yes. Back to the decent. Uh, let's start with Hundred Foot Journey. Yes. Mm, you want to take that, Angie? Yes. Okay. Um. So it's a it's a really cute movie. I actually really like it. Mm-hmm. It's. not completely realistic because it's about like this indian family who kind of get kicked out of their homes because of a riot and uh, they uh, they go to your they like this they run this small restaurant in i think mumbai and they uh, go to europe they after like the whole riots and stuff happens and they get kicked out of their homes they go to europe to try and you know find a life there and find like a nice you know cooking life outside mm-hmm. and uh, they end up in france and um, they start their own restaurant in france and stuff and this um i think one of their sons is like this you know basically like this cooking prodigy and everything and um yeah so basically for the first time it's a movie focused on like indian cooking where it does not portray indian cooking as like this you know curry you know just as curry or like diarrhea inducing you know garbage basically it just yeah, it, yeah. it actually looks at like nuances of it and like you know it portrays it in a nice way and mm-hmm. even the characters are like you know like nice and like rounded and they're not just stereotypes mm-hmm. there are stereotypes obviously but it's not just that and it's just it's a nice portrayal again the movie is not realistic and it's very fairy tale like and it's very like yeah it's not yeah next one would be a suitable boy it's set in the 50s so you can tell that we're really reaching to find these examples <laughs> uh still The Brits have done us more justice than the Americans, so we'll take it. We'll take it. Oh, there's a beetle on my laptop. Uh, <laughs> but uh, honestly, great cast, great writing, decent direction. I expected more from Meera Nair, but uh, this is not a movie review. Uh, it was produced by the BBC, and it portrays an accurate depiction of the time. Uh, so, as being my grandparents, it revolves around arranged marriage, and it's true, bro. Arranged marriage does exist uh, in this country, and contrary to popular belief, it happens more often, like in the show, than not. And like, obviously, there are times when people are forced into marriage, and it's super sad, and it does happen. But that's not the norm, right? Especially in the north, it hasn't been for literally since then, since independence. But um, it's more like you know, blind dating. as what they've shown in the series what with like lata the main character meeting all these men's, me, men men <laughs> and choosing and finally choosing the one she thought she would be she thought would be the suitable boy for her yeah. right and like it makes sense although like anki did tell me that you know stuff like this does happen uh, a lot more often than i assumed it was and obviously that's my privilege speaking but mm. and stuff like this as in um arranged marriage with yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. but uh, like you get the point right what yes. i'm trying to say yes. is uh, it's it's normal for arranged marriages to happen with the consent of both parties involved right yeah And people are into it bro like people they're okay with getting married 
yeah and in today's times it's not even like you know you just like meet for the first time at your wedding or anything like that it's like mm-hmm. today you get to you know spend time with them and you know actually get to know them before you decide whether or not you want to marry them so it's quite like blind dating and um, there are still quite a few places where this doesn't happen like maybe in the poorer sections and stuff it doesn't happen like that even till today but i like in the urban population that's that's pretty much the norm today even mm-hmm. in even in south india but much less in south india than in north north india but it still happens and it's becoming more of the norm oh yeah the other main character of the show uh, he's called man kapoor uh, man he his whole thing is that he falls in love with a much older uh, courtesan played by tabu and uh, <laughs> man's dad right uh, mahesh kapoor he's a politician um and he's a liberal politician in right wing india okay mm. india has been right wing from the start of you know yes, of independent course. india uh, but also this is the real india though we do have liberal people here we do have liberal politicians and the only reason it can be called a right wing country is because more often than not the ruling party is right wing yeah right? and that's because uh, india's voting population uh, is obviously like it's people above the age of 18 and people tend to be liberals when they're younger and uh, yeah basically the idea is that india is not so right wing country we are not all conservatives we're not all you know uh, all into like cover up every last inch of yourself and like, wear a veil and wear sarees all the time you know that it's it's not a thing it's not a thing even with men like not all men just in fact like i can barely name men who wear kurtas all the time and stuff like that. yeah so the i the thing we're just trying to convey here is that indians are not all either uh conservatives or indians are not all either uh you know tech literate uh these things uh, phone call centers uh yeah yeah, yeah. operators operators yes. they're not all that And, uh, yeah, it's just sad that it's we're being forced into that. But I'm glad there are shows, there are films that show you the other side of things. Yeah. Okay. Do we have any other examples of good ones? Uh, no. Oh no, no, that Netflix show. No, I'm not mentioning that actually. No. No, no. Okay. okay yeah. We'll cut this out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Fred, do you have closing mm-hmm. thoughts? Closing thoughts. Uh. Basically, good news everyone we've come to the end of our rant <laughs> <laughs> yeah come on they like listening yes they uh, better have like listening to us you better have <laughs> uh, but no closing thoughts uh, portraying it as such does nothing to improve the situation of people who are living in that in that situation yes and yes, um, exactly that. it it kind of it just perpetuates this ideology that india is all poor and india is all gross and disgusting and it basically does nothing to help and it's unnecessary that's <laughs> a lot of waffling, uh, but that's what this is, right? We're yeah, rattling. Yes, that's the idea of this podcast, <laughs> and that's it. That that closes up our episode. Unless Anki, do you have anything else to add? Uh, just pretty much what you said. We just want a good representation, want a nice holistic representation of what mm-hmm. India is like. Holistic. Yes, no more poverty porn. No, no more like just no more stereotyping. Just give us like nice wholesome characters. We have feelings, we have emotions. It's not just all, you know, poverty and all that. Just be better, do better. Yeah, that's give all. us a better that's representation. All. That's it. That's all. And have more uh, brown writers in the writing. Yes, yes, absolutely. Have more brown writers. 
like brown writers who've lived in India, please. Yes, if you're going to make that a movie a set in India about India, have Indian brown, brown, brown writers. <laughs> like, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for listening to us. Uh, bye bye. Thank you for supporting. Bye. Yeah, thank you for supporting our podcast. Yes. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Enough. 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 <laughs>